Hello, NPR listeners. My name is Jezra, and I'm here today to tell you about how I use Linux. Now, there are three main ways that I use Linux. One, work. Two, at home. Three, for play. So, I'm going to go through these one by one. How I use Linux at work. For the most part, my work consists of software development. In this sense, I'm mostly using Linux to run Genie and... Genie is a text editor that has uh, code syntax coloring. It has project definitions so that, for example, if I'm working on NaNoWriMo, I can open up my NaNoWriMo project and all of my files and methods and functions are all right there for me. And if I'm writing something else, I switch projects and then all of my files for that project are open. It's really nice. Recently, I discovered that there is, in the preferences for Genie, the ability to remove chilling white spaces, and for some reason, this was totally awesome to me, and so now I have that enabled for all of my projects. Yay, Yahoo! Now, Genie is a graphical interface program, meaning that it requires X, or in the future, it will require Wayland, or possibly even Mer to be running on a Linux box in order to use it. There will be, however, times when I am on the command line and I need to edit a file from the command line. And for that, I use a small program called Nano. Now, a lot of people seem to think that Nano is a feature-free, useless, simple text editor. And while it is a simple text editor, it is certainly not feature-free. With the use of a well-crafted configuration file... It is quite possible to get syntax coloring and other features that one might expect from a feature-rich text editor in Nano. Go check it out. You might find something that you like. When I'm developing code, I am developing on my work machine, or I should say my development machine, which is running Arch Linux. Quite often, the code that I will be writing is supposed to be running on a production server that is Debian and probably has Apache, MySQL, that sort of thing. Since I would love for my development machine to be very similar to my production machine, I need to, in some way, run Debian Linux. And in this sense, I use VirtualBox. And on VirtualBox, I have set up shared directory, and in this way, I can have my code directory on my native machine, but that code is also getting run on Apache in a virtual machine that is running Debian, and it helps me debug and set up things, configure things, very close to production. And I don't like when things get a little too far off. Along with doing all of the coding for software development, there also comes time when I need some graphics. Maybe I need to resize an image, maybe I need to do a batch of images, maybe I need to make a GIF, or who knows what, design a logo even. And for this, I will use a combination of GIMP, the GNU Image Manipulation Program, and Inkscape, which is a very nice vector graphics application for Linux. So there you go, that's me using Linux for work. I also use, and I just made quotes with my fingers, um, I use Linux at home. And by use, I mean I have many machines in my house that are running Linux. And most of these actually are running Arch Linux, 
because I find it to be a very nice operating system until it breaks. <clears throat> so here's a breakdown of the machines I have running at home and their purpose. Most of the machines are a single purpose machine. Wind. Crumboff, such a full winds. Wind is my primary machine for running Mutton Chop. And Mutton Chop is a media player with a web interface, which means that wind, which happens to be connected to my stereo and to my television, is also going to be playing my music and videos, and all of this will be controlled through a separate device using a web browser or by using curl or wget to call specific actions and APIs and whatnot. On the other side of the room, I've got Wallbone. And Wallbone is running one of the first Beagle Bones. On Wallbone is the Willow the Wisp program, which is a web interface for controlling three LEDs. It was a little experiment that I ran, more of an art piece than an actual required functioning home usage machine, but still damn fun. Also on Wallbone is the Ruby Web Alarm Project, which, surprise, surprise, has a web interface. And the Ruby Web Alarm Project allows me to write scripts, put them in a scripts folder, fancy that, and... Through the interface, I'm able to select scripts and select at what times they run. Now, these scripts are normally turn on the lights, turn off the lights, get the weather, play something specific on the wind mutton chop machine, that sort of thing. For example, 7 a.m., play a random Iron Maiden file. Wonderful, perfect, that's what I want. Also in the menagerie is Shitbird. Shitbird. Shitbird is a second-gen Raspberry Pi. It actually has the mounting holes. Whew, fuck. Finally. Uh, even though there's only two of them. And Shitbird is running Glimmer, which is the uh, Glimmer light manipulator regulator or some crap like that. It's some stupid recursive uh, acronym name, more like a crapronym. Uh, that's a great name for it. Uh, connected to Glimmer is a 50 LED WS2801 pixel LED, oh, bunch of shit. Well, whatever. Yeah, some LEDs that I can control, and it's nice to have lights on, the lights turn on, lights off, lights turn off. There's also, in the home machines, more of an art piece, but still has some sort of use. And that's the toaster. I toast, therefore I am. And the toaster has a Raspberry Pi, the first one, with crappy memory, crappy everything, and no mounting holes. And for sensors, the buttons, it's there's a, the Raspberry Pi's in the toaster. There's a motion detector connected to the Raspberry Pi. When motion is detected, the Raspberry Pi will look through a directory full of audio files and play one at random. When some of the files are played, other things happen. For example, when John Boy says, Dude, you should listen to more Iron Maiden. The toaster 
uses the API for wind and sends the command to cue a random Iron Maiden track. How awesome is that? I'm walking around the house. Toaster says, dude, listen to more Iron Maiden. Next thing you know, I'm listening to more Iron Maiden. That right there, my friend, is some sweet shit. Also running on the toaster is a little something I call TTSListener.rb. Um, .rb, it's written in Ruby and TTSListener. It is a web server that is listening for text-to-speech commands. This allows me from any other computer in the house to send a specifically crafted curl or wget request to the toaster and have it speak a specific string. For example, there's an alarm on Ruby Web Alarm that is running on Wallbone that is called Petaluma Forecast. Petaluma Forecast, when it runs, downloads the forecast for Petaluma, which is the city in which I live, and parses that data and then pipes it into the toaster so that I could say at 8.30 a.m. set an alarm for forecast Petaluma at 8.30. The data gets pulled, gets parsed, sent to the toaster, and the toaster will speak to me or to whoever is listening what the forecast will be in Petaluma. Everything has an API. Also at home, and usually with me on my person, is one of my most used Linux machines, and that is a Nokia N900. My Nokia N900 is my music player, well, my portable music player, my camera, and my remote control for my digital interactive home. On the N900, I have, obviously, a web browser, and with that web browser, I can access the uh, web interfaces to uh, Shitbird or Wind or Wallbone, which allows me from my N900 to control the stereo, set alarms, change the lights on the Willow the Wisp project, change the colors of the LEDs, make the toaster say stuff, that sort of thing. Also running on the N900 is Blather. And Blather is a speech recognizer that will re- listen to what I say. See if there is, when I speak a sentence, see if there is a command that goes along with that sentence. If there is, that command will be run. Since everything in my house runs on an API, I will have a command such as Niaoli, lights fade on, which will send to the glimmer machine, which is shitbird, the command to fade the lights on. Or perhaps I want to skip to the next track when I'm listening to music. Or Naoli, volume up, which will raise the volume. There's also a volume down command. And so through voice commands, I am able to adjust the volume, adjust the playing tracks, adjust the lights, that sort of thing, sitting around the house. Damn, I love that machine. I love my N900. And it's very sad that there are no other GNU Linux machines that are capable of fitting in my pocket and are currently available for sale on the market. I'm looking at you, all you cell phone manufacturers. (laughs) Oi. And finally, that brings me to using Linux for play. And what do I mean by play? Play to me is having fun. The way some people do a crossword for fun or Sudoku for fun. 
I like to play with computer code and learn things about computer code and code in various different languages. And that's one thing that Linux is phenomenal at. Linux is a great tool for inquisitive people curious about software development. If there's a language you're interested in, it probably runs on Linux. If it doesn't run on Linux, it's probably a piece of shit that you want to avoid. That's just the way it is. Also in there with playing is the piece of software called Lily Pond. Lily Pond is a music engraver, and by music engraver I mean that the Lily Pond software will parse a text file and convert it into beautiful sheet music in PDF format. And so sheet music is obviously for learning to play an instrument or playing music with an instrument. And in that sense, Linux mixed with LilyPond is a great tool, a great resource for learning to play new songs. Actually, I should say tunes because songs are sung, tunes are played. That is the difference. And that is how I use Linux. I'm sure there are other ways that I use Linux that I'm not touching on right now, but I made some crappy little notes, and I'm reading them, and that's all I've got on them. So that's all you're going to get, at least until next time. Oh, oh yeah, and I'm also using Linux to record this episode of Hacker Public Radio. So, meh, meh. Wow, I had a lot of coffee today. Anyhow, keep shit sweet, and I will catch you on the flip side. Laters. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HPR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All Binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.